Welcome back to the Graham Stephan Show. My name is Graham, and welcome to my show. And today we have a really interesting caller. They own a manufacturing business. They're living at home right now, which is allowing them to save about $7,000 a month, and they want to invest in real estate. So let's go into it. Let's answer some of their real estate investing questions. Welcome to the Graham Stephan Show. What's going on? Hi, Graham. So this is Oli and Art, and we have a few questions for you just in regarding um, financial questions, investing, and kind of where we should be. We're 28. We have a woodworking shop in LA, and we've been manufacturing um, furniture for about seven years. Hmm. And we just recently, through talking to our accountant and just um, some friends of ours, we just switched to an S Corp, so which we should have done. By the way. We should have done so long ago. We were a sole proprietor for so long, and we just got hit with a huge, huge bill to the IRS. So we paid that for last year. Now, obviously, this year, we're going to be half sole proprietor and then half S-Corp. Good. So looking forward to just being an S-Corp and getting those tax reductions. Good. Um, so we also moved in with my parents about a year ago a little over a year ago to save, to buy a single family home for just to start a family and to own some property. Cause we had been renting ever since we've been married. So we moved in with them and then my husband found you and started watching your YouTube channel, started <laughs> following cool. you on Instagram oh, and was man. like, you know what? I don't think a single family home is the smartest idea right now. Mm. I think buying a duplex or a triplex or a fourplex because then we can have renters in there and make some cash flow. And also this could be a retirement plan kind of like following in your footsteps. Oh yeah. So, By the way, this has been the best decision I've ever made to go with the duplex route. A hundred percent. So I'm, I'm a hundred percent behind that. Yeah. yeah. It's so random. Like you just popped up on my Instagram, on my uh, YouTube feed. I'm like, Oh what? Like this guy's young. He's very successful. Like, you know, we've been obviously like ever since we moved in with uh, my uh, mother and father-in-law's home, you know, we've been looking at real estate and seeing what we can buy just for ourselves to start a family. But, um, you know, you just popped up and I'm like, wow, this totally makes sense to me. Like, I love this guy, man. <laughs> He's awesome. Uh, so, you know what? So, yeah, we should, we should thank like, the YouTube. Been, uh, we we got to thank the YouTube algorithm for that. That's all the yeah, YouTube right? algorithm. So <laughs> yeah. thank you, YouTube algorithm. I know you're watching this right now. Yeah. Thank you Shout for that. Shout out to YouTube. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, right now we are the the right business uh, generates about five hundred thousand in revenue, and we make about one hundred fifty thousand a year from that. And okay. most of it goes towards like our savings. So we we put five thousand of that towards our personal savings. You know, to to actually invest in in real estate and, and buy our property. And yeah. then two thousand of that goes to a traditional uh, IRA and then our Roth IRAs. Yeah. Um, and then the rest, you know, it's just expenses. Obviously we don't have rent right now, which is super nice. I mean, yeah. we're able to save much more and, and just faster. Yeah. Um, so that's nice. Well, we are paying rent at our, we are leasing a building for our woodworking right. shop. Okay. So that is going to be brought up as one of our questions, just as far as, because rent out in LA, as you know, is pretty pricey, especially for a commercial building. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, we're paying like $3,400 a month. And so my first question to you would be like, what would you do? Would you buy a commercial building for your company or would you focus more on like, you know, renters and 
things like that. That's a really good. That's a really good question. I am almost inclined to say that you should not buy the building uh, for your business just because it's a full write-off right now. Um, if you're paying rent, you just write off the entire thing. Versus if you bought it, you would probably mm-hmm. be paying somewhere right now about. 4.7 to 5.3 percent. I'm guessing on a, on a commercial building like that, and that's going to be the only interest you're going to be able to write off. Um, rates are a lot higher than if you go with residential, so I would almost be inclined take the full write off. I would just continue renting, and because mm-hmm. again, that's because you need any write off that you can, especially when you're bringing in that much money. In in that tax bracket, the write offs are worth so much money. Right, right. Now another follow up question to that is obviously we're looking to buy real estate. Uh, we don't. I was watching some of your YouTube videos, and you recommend if you were focusing on buying real estate, don't write off so much of your personal income because then it looks like you didn't make much. Right. And so we're kind of like, man, like do we're we? Stuck. <laughs> we're stuck. It's like, do we pay more in taxes, or you know, you know, it's like it's especially kind of, being a business owner, we want to write off everything. everything. I know. I know. So here's what I would recommend doing. The first thing I would do is go and speak with a lender. And they're going to kind of tell you exactly what you'll need to show in order to qualify for the loan. And this is something, by the way, Uh that I always do ahead of time. So my little super sneaky trick here is before I file my tax return, I go and speak with a lender. This could be a lender at like Bank of America or a lender at Chase, whatever it is. And I tell them, hey, here's my plan. I want to go and buy a $800,000 or $900,000 or a million dollar property. This is what I want. This is how much money I currently have down. How much do I need to show on my tax return in order to qualify for this loan? And they'll say, well, Graham, you need to show at least this amount of income and I can get you the loan. And if that amount is is lower than what I'm already showing, then I know maybe I can be a little bit more aggressive with my write-offs. And if that number is higher than what I'm showing, then I think, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't be so aggressive on these write-offs and I should show a little bit more income. And that's the beauty about kind of being self-employed like this is that you can decide what exactly you write off. Even if it's a business expense, sometimes it's just not worth it to write it off and pay a little bit more in taxes so you can get the, the ideal property that you want. So that's been my always little go-to hack when it comes to getting a loan because that way you know exactly what you'll need to show. You're not going to overpay more on taxes than you need to, but you're not going to underpay either to the point where you know it's a detriment to go and get a property. Yeah, that's super, super smart. I I did not think about that one. Okay, yeah. now one other question for you would be: We are right now. We I obviously we watch your videos, and you use Ally Bank. You know, with the I think it's two point two five. And you and you yeah, and you smash the like button, of course, right? Yes, <laughs> that's a plug for everyone watching right now. If you haven't already, smash the like button. Do you want to say it? Smash, smash the, like, the button. like button, guys. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Do it. So, anyway, <laughs> uh, what was the question? And, uh, and so w- watching your videos and you use Ally Bank or Synchrony and those with the interest that they have, With we haven't jumped the gun on that yet. And we are wondering, our question is, should we put all of our savings that's going to be in for property into Ally or Synchrony or whichever bank um for like a year just to build up an extra $2,250 yeah. or should we just yeah of course why would in- why wouldn't you I mean what's the what's the other option that you were thinking I don't know <laughs> investing no it, like or so know. that's like well because we're, we're, yeah see, we're, we're, we were hoping to hopefully buy some sort of property you know this year or you know maybe beginning of next year so you know I just, we just didn't know if it was 
I guess it is worth it because you you that's make like, that's like that's like saying Graham money, right that's like saying Graham should I should I pick up a free two thousand dollars I don't know I don't know if I want an extra two thousand dollars <laughs> of course there's no right. downside right. to that there's yeah. absolutely no downside right. to that I have all of my money between Ally and Wealthfront Ally I think just this morning I jinxed it by the way. To everyone watching, I just posted, I'm not sure if you saw my video, uh, like two days ago about the best savings accounts. And in the beginning of the video, I was saying the Fed had been lowering rates since December and interest rates on savings accounts haven't been touched yet. And as soon as I say that, Ally lowers their interest rate from 2.2 to 2.1%. Two days after I post that video, I jinxed it. So I'm sorry about that. You could still get 2.1% on Ally. I have way too much money with Ally. Um, never had a single issue with that. I also started moving some of my money over to Wealthfront. So right now they're offering 2.51%. I have a feeling if Ally goes down, Wealthfront might go down a little bit. So it, it's marginal, but either way, 100% high interest savings account. You can also, I'm, I'm almost tempted to say you, you could maybe put money in a CD for a year, but the CD rates mm-hmm. right now that you're getting are usually about the same as a savings account, so you may as well just have the liquidity, put it in the savings account, just in case you need it. Right. Yeah. So all of your income, you put it directly into those accounts and then just pull out accordingly to, to what you need to pay your bills and expenses and all that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have direct deposit in every which bank. I, I think I have like six banks right now. All my savings and rental property income goes to Ally. Um, some other like checks and income I get just go to Bank of America. I pay all of my bills. Maybe I shouldn't be this open about where my bills come from. Um, so I'm not going to say exactly where. I have another bank account that I just pay all of my bills from. That's like my checking, you know, just the basic, basic, you know, automatic withdrawals and stuff like that. All my savings and everything is with Ally um, and okay, cool. Wealthfront now mm-hmm. too. Would you would you at all consider buying single family homes? A hundred percent, I would consider it. It's just it's so hard to find any single family home that cash flows. It's really, really, really difficult. Right. Uh, it's right. a lot mm-hmm. easier. It, it's maybe ten times easier to find a duplex or a triplex that is going to cash flow or at least break even here in L.A. Even if you break right. even, that's a good deal in L.A. It is very difficult to find a house that breaks even, let alone cash flows. The only way that I found to find a house that uh-huh. would ever cash flow is first of all, you buy something under market value, which is hard enough as it is. But let's just say you find something under market value. And then on top of that, you go and fix it up. So you're adding value on top of that. And hopefully you've increased the value enough to justify a higher rent to more than break even. So that's what I found you have to do. So finding both of those combined at a value that makes sense to buy that no one else has seen is very difficult. It's doable. It's just, it's it's very difficult to do because then you have to think of, okay, we're going to move in for a year, let's just say, or two years, and then the plan is to be a rental. You really have to project your numbers and know that you're putting enough money down and what the property can rent for for this to make sense. And you've you got to be cool doing all the work. I'm not sure if you're running your own business um, and you're doing so well you know, in manufacturing that, it, that it's going to be worth it for you to spend a few months remodeling a property and dealing with that. So I'm not sure. It could be. Um, to me, it usually is, but um, depending on how valuable your time is, it's just it's a pain in the ass. Obviously, looking into our specific situation, what kind of things should we be doing? Are we doing anything wrong? Uh, what would what would Graham Stephan do if he was in our our? Oh, this right? is this is see, this is terrible. If if it were me, I would just continue living with the parents as long as possible until the parents say like, "Listen, we're kicking you out in thirty days. You got to get the hell out." I would right. just continue. No, for real though, for real. I, I like. Here's the thing. But 
it's different for me because I am so cheap that I would just be like, I'm, I'm going to milk this as long as I can because that savings rate is amazing. I mean, just to be able Mm -hmm. to save 5,000 or no more than that, like $7,000 a month to be able to put that away is huge. It's like every single month is $7,000. It's like $220 a day. I, I don't know what that works out to be. Maybe it is. Um, I would just continue doing that, even if it's like so. So what? You you have to you know deal with it another year, two years, whatever. I would just I wouldn't be in a hurry to buy a property if if it were me. Let me let me make that very clear. I don't know your situation. I don't know what it's like. But if it were me, I would just continue doing that a little bit longer. Okay. I wouldn't be in a rush to buy a property when you're saving seven thousand dollars a month. What's up? And of course, eating subway sandwiches, correct? Oh, eating subway sandwiches and drinking the twenty cent. Iced coffee that I'm drinking. <laughs> right. mm. I think if the right property comes up that you cannot pass up, that's like the deal of a century, go for it. Um, other than that, I would just be super picky and I wouldn't be in a rush to leave. Just my opinion, by the way. This isn't financial advice. This is for entertainment purposes only. But that is my opinion. That's my oh, disclaimer for sure. right there. That's my disclaimer. Right, right. Now, I know that you said, obviously, go talk to a lender um and see you know kind of what we need to be doing beforehand but is there anything that you would recommend to a first-time investor or a first-time homeowner uh two things one get your credit in order i think your credit you mentioned was like a seven something um and then a six yeah 686 the 686 is going to bring you down because if you're buying the property together um, they're gonna they're they're gonna look at his score and you're gonna be dinged for it because of because of his score. So I would I would aim you got you both got to get your credit score up. Ideally, lenders want to see above a 740. So above a 740 is when lenders give you the lowest mm-hmm. interest rate. Literally, if if you're one point below that, they'll be like, "Sorry, we can't give you the best interest rate possible." They do that. Above a 760 mm-hmm. is when you start getting lender credits and rebates. So it's at that point that they'll say, "Well, we can knock off a thousand dollars off of our own closing costs if it's above a 760 because you're a safer borrower." So. I would absolutely work on your credit because right now you're not going to get the best interest rate. At at, at a 686, I think it's going to hurt you. Oh, and then my my second piece of advice when it comes to this is just go – you should start looking now because that way when you're actually ready to buy something, you'll be good to go. You'll know everything on the market. But I would start looking at every single property right now. So I would go on Saturday, Sunday, just go and check out properties, go on Zillow, go on – you know what I use is the Realtor.com app. This is not sponsored by the Realtor.com app, but it's a really good app. I actually like that app better than the MLS that I actually have to pay for as an agent. Um, So I would use the Realtor.com app. The Realtor, the Realtor, Realtor Realtor.com app. You can just download it from the (laughs) App Store. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I'm awesome. doing that now. <laughs> yeah. So download that. It'll show you on the map, like like where all the properties are. You can start by open houses, and um, yeah, and just start going and seeing every single thing that's open on a Saturday, Sunday, and make a list of properties that were just listed and go and drive by on the outside. Some of these are not going to be able to show if they're like a duplex or a triplex. Some of them will be able to show, but just go and see. The more you see, the better. And that way, by the time you're actually ready to go and buy something, you're going to be an expert at this. You're going to know every property on the market over the last you know, few months or, or years, and you will know exactly what something is worth, and you'll be able to spot the right deal when it comes up. When I obviously watched your one with the terror tenant that you yeah. had, yeah, <laughs> that is frightening. So 
how, like, if we were going to be our own, you know, property managers, now, how would you kind of find your tenants, I guess? So I have still had really good luck with Craigslist. Believe it or not, I still use Craigslist. I still get very high-quality tenants on there. And same thing with Apartments.com. Apartments.com is very good for LA. Um, I would use both of those. Just don't be don't be stupid like me and just overlook every red flag. <laughs> my my issue was that I was just an idiot. I mean, I picked the first people that called. I picked the first people that wanted to move in as soon as possible. The first people that flashed any sort of money in front of me, I was just drawn to that like a like a moth to a, to a light. Um, don't do that, <laughs> and just be smart about. It. Like I I did every single mistake that I could have possibly done. I didn't look into anything. I just accepted them. I think you'll be able to meet them and feel them out in person. Now, every landlord makes some sort of mistake in the very beginning. That was my only mistake that I made. I think you'll be fine. Have you ever considered doing out-of-state no. rentals? No, not really. Um, I, I've, I've, it's crossed my mind, but I, I just don't know it as well as I know L.A. And L.A., I'm pretty confident yeah. about it. So I, I stick with what I know. Well, thank you so much, guys, and uh, good luck. All right. Thanks, Graham. Thank See you, Graham. Have a good one. Thanks. Bye. So with that said, you guys, thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate it. If you guys enjoy videos like this, as always, make sure to absolutely destroy the like button. And if you want to be on the Graham Stephan Show, you want to be on that, all the information to that is in the description. We have some, uh, some great questions that you can answer for us. Send us an email. Every email is reviewed. And if you're selected, you can be on the show too. So again, thank you for watching. And until next time.